Welcome. Please get as comfortable as you can because today I'm very excited that this episode of Everything Trying to Kill You, we are dissecting my new favorite fucked up film, The Eyes of My Mother. <laughs> it is full of the no-no feeling. So it really is. So I, I really want you, if you can, to kind of sit back, if you're able to, and relax, and open up your legs for your host. My name's Yay. Rachel. I'm Mary Kay. I'm Mary. So I have an update. I had my first reading for my book this past How week. How was it? How was it? It. I was nervous that no one was going to show up, honestly. And then it was a really small space. And it was full. Oh, I wore my grandmother's jewelry, rubies and garnet. Basically everything that I own. Because oh, when I am feeling insecure, I dress up. And then when I leave the house later than I anticipated, I just keep putting on makeup and keep putting on jewelry and keep teasing my hair higher and higher and higher. I have seen this. I have seen this process in action many times. That's why it's really important for, if in case you don't know, listeners, if you make plans with me, you need to be on time. Otherwise, I just put on more. And I don't even look like a drag queen, honestly, because every time I see a drag queen, I'm like, wow, I really could be doing more. It's more like a Bride of Frankenstein aesthetic. Oh, I like that. Well, thank you. That's why we're friends. <laughs> but yeah, so I had my the first reading there, and I'm looking to do more, so if you're listening... And you have a space, or you want me to come entertain you. Hello. Let me entertain you. Buy her book. Are you not Buy entertained? <laughs> Are you See, not I went, entertained? I went to Is Gypsy this not Rose why you're here? <laughs> I went to Gypsy Rosalie and you went to Gladiator. So I think that <laughs> we're really covering all our bases. Yeah, I, I like to strike a balance between Gypsy Rosalie and Gladiator. Like, I just want to be ripped as fuck inside of a balloon bikini and gradually pop the balloons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to be wearing yeah. velvet, also blood. I'm with it. Okay, so for today's icebreaker, um, I really struggled with this one, so then I just threw this together. Um, you find someone chained in your barn or your house <laughs> or your apartment, wherever you live, And you don't know why. So my question is, do you pull an Antonio and help him or her escape? Or do you go more of like a diet franny and become, you know, like complicit in their kidnapping? Like you're, you're, you're going along with it, but you're not like actively a part of it. Or are you going to go like full franny and not only keep them locked up, but then you also mutilate them and eventually fuck them? It has to be in that order, though, right? I would. If either of you say that you're going to do that last thing. I don't think I would do the last thing in that order. Well, do you think you would do a really. Would you go full Franny just in a different order? Maybe. It depends on the situation, right? Like if he kills. Exactly. But that's. Yeah, I'll become complicit in his kidnapping. Yeah. So here's the thing. That's okay. So if it's some, if we're talking like if we were in the circumstances of the movie, that's one thing. It's another to say right now or at some point in your life. Like, is this someone that my family has changed? Oh, right now in the apartment that I live in by myself, I would let them go. Exactly. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if if you were if it were if you had roommates, like like if I were in a home with Mary Kay and she had someone chained up, I honestly think I would just ask her I would ask her about it. Yeah. I mean I would, I would be terrified. About it too. I would I would be ask terrified. You all about it. I would be upset, but I would be like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening here? And if you were like, he murdered my mother, <laughs> I would be like, let's avenge Raylene. I don't know if right. I'd actually maim this person, but I wouldn't turn you in. If he maimed my mom, I absolutely would. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely would. Yeah, I got you, Raylene. I got you. We all got you. Her birthday um, was yesterday or day before. Oh, you. happy birthday, mama. Yay, it's my mom's birthday. You know what? You know what her birthday falls on, though? Treat yourself day. Oh, treat yay. yourself. It's treat yourself Mimosas. day. Fine leather goods. Fine leather goods. Yeah, so I guess it really depends on at what point in my life this is happening. So where am I living? Who am I living with? And I feel how like old it would be hilarious like, when to I was have a little a kid. Roommate and be the person who has them captive and then be like, okay, so when you get home, just say so you know like the you know, the courtesy text you send was like mm-hmm. I left left dishes in the sink. Uh, just because I ran out of time, I'm going to clean them up. Don't worry. I'm going to take care of them. I'm sorry. Similarly, um, there's a dude in the garage. <laughs> I'm going right. to take care of him when I get back. I just ran out of time. <laughs> he killed my mom. That's what's going on. Just a heads up. I got a text he like that once. killed my mom. I had to go to work. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I got a text like that once from a roommate. Uh, not like, not exactly like that. <laughs> but it was, um, don't throw out the paper towels in the freezer, they're actually tabs of acid. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is a great heads up. Because I straight would have picked those up and thought she had just like taken the ice packs out yeah. of the paper towels and tossed them. But like inside, like if you unfolded it, mm-hmm. they were inside. But, you know, I could very easily have just tossed them. So <laughs> I was like, good looking out. This is also the same roommate, though, who in who she's from. She's from Massachusetts. So we got ants one time and she like could not get over it. And I was like, I don't know, man, living in the South. This is a very normal like we just she she drank a Sprite. Yeah, she drank a Sprite. So it left a clear ring. So she didn't notice the mm-hmm. ring. She, she was a tiny. Right. She would have cleaned up after herself, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so the ants came to eat it, you know, and I was like, just wipe it up and they'll leave because then there won't mm-hmm. be anything for them to eat but she just wasn't used to it like it's just not a common thing right is that is that accurate to massachusetts mm-hmm. and yeah. it's funny because it's... um they're afraid of things that i never would think to be afraid of like mice like i don't know why a mouse is scary but if you say to somebody here oh i think there's a mouse in the office they will legit freak out they will freak out that's so weird I guess cause those rats or those mice are much nastier. I than, suppose. Like, yeah, but like New Yorkers I mean, they're gross. New Yorkers don't like panic over when we don't want them, but we don't panic over them. If anything, like the the joke is that like you'd rather have mice because as long as you have mice, you know you don't have rats. Because if you have mice and they vanish and you didn't do anything about it, it's because the rats have started eating them. Mm. Ew, dude. Yeah. Um, I would go full Franny. But let me explain. Why? Let a total stranger. Someone you've never yes, seen. Please in life. explain. I'm so excited. If let's say I find somebody chained up in my living space now. I'm mm. in a place like if I'm at my parents' house, I trust my parents in their judgment that I've known them for twenty eight years. I I know if there's someone chained up, it's probably for a good reason. Sure, right, um, yes. Same with my roommates. They're, you know, you don't always know people, but at the same time, if they're chained up, 
uh, that ain't, first of all, that ain't my business. Uh, mm-hmm. second of all, um, I just saw that episode of the Twilight Zone. I forget what it's called, but when he finds this guy chained up and it's like, it's like religious cult and the guy's like, no, that's Satan. And he's like, I don't believe you. And in the end, he lets him out and lo and behold, it was goddamn Lucifer all along. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I would trust the people that I live with and my family's judgment to know this person's locked up and it's probably for a reason. And if it gets to a certain point, like instead of just staying out of the way (laughs) that there's, it literally becomes like a last man on earth situation. I mean, I mean, I mean, if I'm as isolated as her, as she was, and that was the only, my, the last dick, honestly. I right. mean, I had. I'm not about... proud of it, but yeah, I'd fuck him. But you gotta be, you gotta know yourself, and I respect that. Yeah. I have questions about her isolation. Did Franny go to school? No. Why? That's a good question. Oh, because she was complicit in someone's murder and captivity. And I mean, before. I mean, before. Before was she going to school? She oh, seemed old enough to go to school. Um, it seemed like a homeschooling situation to me, with her mom. That wouldn't surprise me. I was just curious about it. I thought, man, if there's a, a if there was a small child, I know it's a farm, yeah. it's a little ways away. And it could have been but like it's a practicality like... thing too, because yeah, um, when she went to the bar, she she told the girl where she lived was. Couple a towns couple over, towns yeah. over, not even the next yeah. town, but a couple towns right. over. I mean, she could have made a decision to go to a, a bar further away, sure. But from what I, we've seen, it seems like I she's kind of completely thought, in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah. I kind of thought she said a couple towns over because she didn't. She knew she was going to kill her, or she knew at least it was likely, and she wasn't. She didn't want. Yeah. To be too specific, but from and what she didn't we want see, to be too close to home. There's definitely she's going to kill her. Why lie? Why bother? Um, in case she's unsuccessful, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, in case they're overheard. I have no fucking idea. I just, like I said, that's how I read that in the moment. But that does make sense if they're super far from everything. I was just curious about it. That that was something that came up the second time I watched was like, what? Did no one notice this child just never rejoining society? Yeah, I didn't think that they really knew she existed. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. I had one like plausibility thing that hit me immediately and then I was like uh okay I'm just gonna go with it which was how does a Portuguese surgeon end up on this midwestern cattle farm so I read somewhere that this was said in the south okay that would not that she's never in winter clothes I was gonna say not that it makes a huge difference but but Charlie does not have an accent and he's the one who would right exactly so that's why I didn't they listen to country yeah they listen to country music but they listen to country music in the in the West, in the Midwest as well. I mean, this could have been upstate New York, except that it seemed warm. Right. So that's why I was thinking West or Midwest. Also, I was getting for real Manly Pointer, Flannery O'Connor vibes off of Charlie. Like, he seemed very much like he had a disability fetish slash was a charlatan Bible salesman. Yes. Sh- mm-hmm. Button up. Yes. Man- yeah, I read one review that said that, like, this dude from the jump was so creepy. Like, he's, like, yeah. all giggly and, and bug-eyed. And right. I was like, yeah, this was definitely not a scenario where, like, you're surprised when he turns out to be a creep. Right, no. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 
longer than I thought. And it was yeah. almost immediate. Yeah. You know, I mean, to your point though, I, one of my, one of my best friends from college, um, I mean, I don't remember what her mom, what her mom did or does, um, but her mom was Portuguese and she ended up married to, uh, to an encyclopedia salesman in, in uh, Knoxville. But was she a surgeon? I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't That didn't make sense to me. Because my mom is Lebanese and she lives in the rural, in rural Georgia. Mm. But the part that didn't make sense was that she had what seemed like a successful, lucrative career in surgery and ended up on this farm. Anyway, you asked, is it scary, Rachel? Fuck yes. (laughs) I had texting everybody while I was watching this. Last night in the dark, alone, by myself, in my house. You ain't text me, shit. That was the funnest time for me because this was the third oh, time for watching me watching it. Yet, Mary. it oh, yeah, I, got, no, I was a few hours behind you. I got really high and I watched it for a third mm. time while it was Mary Kay's first time. And I had so much fun with her texting me. I can't even tell you. Like every time she'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> oh, I was so worried about everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, but it I'm was, glad that you guys okay, brought so, up Charlie because that's actually the first thing that we have on the outline. Yeah. Just from the jump, yeah. let's just get out well, the so way. I didn't. I would say that I didn't feel like this was scary. I wasn't frightened. I was um, upset. It was upsetting. Yes. Yeah. It was really. It was like repulsive. It was creepy. It was unsettling. But I associate scary with that kind of like adrenaline and and yes anticipation and I didn't have that so much I, I, I kind of got the lay of the land quickly that like this was going to be beautiful and gross but things weren't going to jump out at me and even the reveals weren't going to be like I didn't think it was going to be jumpy I thought it was going to be like a girl walks home alone at night mm-hmm. low burn but it wasn't that either like mm-mm. Mm-mm. like I was texting Rachel and I was like this is sort of like if Ed Gain was a girl and psycho and texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. and Hannibal. like all it of that wrapped up into one so i read a bunch of reviews of it and it has been compared to all of those things well yeah to ed game is him mm-hmm. but in, and to yeah. texas chainsaw and uh psycho um well they're all based on ed gain so or well, game who cares i don't care mm-hmm. Dine would be right in German, but I don't really, yeah, okay. Yeah, I I just, I didn't feel frightened. It was more so that a new image would come on screen. I'd watch, I'd watch, and like two or three seconds later, I'd be like, wait, what am I looking at? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, ew, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. Um, Except that it was photographed so beautifully that that I was watching anyway. It was some real disturbing imagery but shot really well like even when they were doing the surgery with the cow eyeball right mm-hmm. which is yeah, like was fascinating. I think that's a man ray homage to like the um but the andalusian cat uh disturbing short film that he did like surrealist thing mm-hmm. in the 20s but um it, it might also not be i just that's what it reminded me of because it has it a similar a... this is gonna creep you out but that was actually the part that was least creepy because it was a mom teaching her daughter. Yeah, and I, well, I mean, I, when we, I thought I was going to have a real hard time with dissecting animals in school, mm-hmm. and I did not. It was fascinating. It was, I mean, I Careful, don't know. Careful, like she's about I, to go full Fran. She's about to go full Fran. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, once I was actually doing it, it was, it, you know, I mean, grand, these were also like dead animals. So it's not like I had their lives in my hands and I needed to stitch them back up and make sure it worked. Like I was just learning and it was really fascinating and totally different than I expected. And uh, yeah, well, maybe bio, we did cats. Too. Yeah, we did the cats main, and maybe um, bio. What is Franny? Mm-hmm. Is even like my, we used to do dissections when I was a kid, and I just really was interested in what the body looked like on the inside. And at that part, like at that point, I would not have been creeped out either. No, no, I I would have agreed with her. I had the same kind of same kind of interest, and had I gone a different route academically, I might well have done plenty more dissections. So, but to mm-hmm. your point, Mary, I agree with you that there's it wasn't a, it wasn't scary. Like you're on the to me, I wasn't on the edge of my seat. And I, was. I know we're going to talk about style a little <laughs> later. But there was even an article that was called Don't Be Fooled by the Artfulness. The Eyes of My Mother is Deeply Fucked Up. Because like, yeah. when I first was watching it, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? But then my second time watching it, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would do that too. Because like it's it, it's not present, it's not packaged in a terrifying way it's packaged in this very like it's like an art house movie yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but i do have to say that i did have that adrenaline during the Mm -hmm. scene in the beginning with charlie yeah well that's i think that's definitely the closest to like horror construction like like yes but that's not the scariest part to me it's it's not the it's not this the most upsetting part but it was the most it was really high tension. Right. I yes. think. Compared to but it still it. wasn't the highest tension part for me. Oh, no. What was? No, 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 no. The highest tension part is obviously the baby, right? Yeah, when she steals yeah. the kid. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me it was, yeah. It's the least repulsive image, and it is one of right. the hardest part. For me, it was one of the hardest things to watch. Yes, same. Really? I, I couldn't she was going to raise the kid as her own. Or, or kill it mutilate the kid and keep it in the in the barn and raise it him yeah yeah i um i was struck that she did keep antonio and seemed to raise him very lovingly you know like they seemed yeah. to have the kind of idyllic life that she had with her family before their the horrific events of the opening sequence um and i cuz i wasn't sure that she was capable of loving someone um she seemed to i thought she loved all of them i she seemed to relate to people as if they were either specimens or dolls like she needed to dehumanize them to interact with them like when her father was alive they barely spoke they barely made eye contact they barely interacted Uh, i don't think that's true though because she he's in shock we don't see them together before the mom is dead but Mm -hmm. the whole she's like can i get you dinner daddy i love you daddy okay he's not gonna talk anymore daddy let's dance yeah will you dance with me like yeah the dancing was the very normal to me the one well he the fact that he's not responding yes i mean i i thought okay this is shock sure the dancing is the only moment where he really reciprocates any bid for from attention for attention from her and what he asks of her a little girl that age is shocking 
Um, I think the, the subtitle said that he tells her when he, when he's yelling Franny, Franny, that he tells her, you're going to have to take care of that. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Yes. I was like, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. So, But she's um, the one who can do that kind of surgery. He can't. I understand that. I think it was a monstrous thing to do to her. I mean, okay. But, she, but it happened. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that. Yeah, like it was. I think it was a monstrous thing to do to her, and I think that, you know, she. She can't. She can barely touch him when he's alive. Only when they're dancing together, and that is a really sweet moment, and it gives you the sense for just a second that even though they have a dude chained up in the barn, they might be okay. They are not okay. The next time we see them. No, no. I never thought they were okay. I just didn't think that they weren't close. I thought they were very close. I thought she was very close to her mom, and even when her mom died, that bond didn't go away, which it doesn't. I I just think that the, I don't think, what I, okay, I should clarify. When I say that the way she relates to people seems to be, like, she has to dehumanize them to then interact with them, I I think there is a line of demarcation, and the way she interacts with her family up to the night of those tragic events, and the way she interacts with everyone afterward are different. I think that... We the, don't see her interact with them beforehand. Her mother. But only when her mom's talking. But then later, we, you're, you're saying we see them interact when only she's talking and her dad isn't. Yeah, but something traumatic has just happened. I think that's different. Yeah, but it also but, makes sense that she's not talking if her mom's talking. But also her. at the same time, from the very beginning in the first opening, like when the opening scenes, when she is the uh, Fran and her mom with the cow head, mm-hmm. um... It's. I didn't even notice this until the third time watching this. That that we do see the dad, but it's so in the background that you don't notice. Huh. And he does. Yeah, he this passes thing. through without acknowledging them. Well, no, he he does. He passes by them, and before he walks out the door, he turns and he watches them for like a good long second. And it kind of has like this. He kind of has this, and he he looks at after the mom dies. He looks at his daughter this way a lot which is like i'm very concerned but i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna say anything and so like Mm -hmm. she's she's helping her mom dissect this cow head and he turns around he watches for a second and i feel like he is very concerned from the very beginning and so while watching this like knowing that she is taking care of this guy in the barn and also mm-hmm. with the trauma that he, what he's seen, I feel like he also kind of has a little bit of fear of like, what is she becoming? What she is going to, I definitely mm-hmm. thought this was a loving family up until the events of the first 10 minutes of the movie. And I, I just, I've noticed that, I mean, like she, she has, she devocalizes Charlie she did she I thought she excised his eyes. I read somewhere that they were sewn shut. Did you I thought she have pulled a, them. Yeah, I thought yeah. she cut Isn't them she, out. Cuz she takes a bag away from it with, his, yeah, with something okay. in it with some viscera in it. That's what I thought. In the fridge which Rachel asked here. Uh, yeah. Oof. What's she, yeah. she going to do with those? Ooh. So yeah, I thought that uh so she like she she limits his ability to to interact with her like like a like a person, you know, like in any way that he has learned, and she. That's a really good point. Contact, and she does the same to Antonio's mother, and she, um, 
just murders her date when her date is like, ah, I'm going to go. So I, I thought like maybe she's she she understood how to interact with her parents and that was it. That's why she's so stuck on their dead bodies now, because this is the these are the only two humans in the world she knows how to love and everything else is just busted at this point. And then it seemed like she really loved Antonio. And I thought this is lovely. And it kind of makes sense because this is the thing she knows how to do is like a parent. But I didn't, I didn't think that it was real love. I felt like she's a psychopath. Yes. But Mm -hmm. I think also I was questioning the whole time. Is she also on top of that a sociopath? Because is it really love? Because the whole time her main concern was being alone. She didn't want to be alone. So when her dad died, she lost it. She goes, you know, I don't want you like, I don't want to be alone. And so when she took Antonio, that was her, you know, just like when she brought that girl home, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to have this new friend or lover, Mm -hmm. didn't work out. So then she, last person she knew, Charlie, I'm going to bring him inside because he's all I have left. That didn't work Mm -hmm. out. So then she finds this lady with the baby and she goes, oh, here's here's a way. A child probably won't leave me because a child needs me yeah. and it's going to think I'm his mom and it's going to stay with me. So I think she just has this, she doesn't want to be alone. I don't think that's exclusive from love. What do you think? So I think the lack or her fear of loneliness comes from the speech that her mom gives her in the beginning about St. Francis because she said um, loneliness can loneliness can do strange things to the mind. Mm-hmm. She um, even mentions that word really psychosis. And he sleeps. Right. He, 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 uh, his vision, something happened to his vision. And then when he woke up, he had the stigmata, um, which is a sign of sainthood to the Catholic church. Um, he also, though, she said he had an eye condition that also caused, um, psychosis which if i'm sorry when i was eight or nine years old i had real bad like i mean i still have anxiety but i had separation anxiety specifically and my mind when i was eight or nine would have run wild knowing that just that alone like uh bible stories especially the scary ones really scared me when i was a kid and because i had such a vivid imagination and was by myself so much as an only child um i could identify with her like if if I heard that story from a parent and then we did a surgery right after that where we removed someone's eyes, I could see very easily associating those two things as like protective, if that makes sense. Um, which I know is not what she's doing, but I think that it could have escalated from that because that's typically what happens, especially in female serial. Well, she's not really a serial killer. It's two or more people. Um, two times or more, uh, which I don't think is the case here. She but says that's she what killed happened. her father. Or is it escalated? No, she, she did not she, kill her father. That's what, I, that's what I thought, right? Okay, we can get to that later. I just was like, what is she fucking talking about? Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, so it's escalating behavior, right? Like she learns how to do the surgery mm-hmm. and then she does it um, in addition to uh, silencing Charlie. She takes his eyes too. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't know what happens with the girl, but I didn't. I did note that the girl is just gone. We don't see what happens with her. But the two people that she keeps captive were 
were potentially keeping her separate from the people she wanted to be with, which I think, yeah, significant distinction. For oh, her. interesting. Also, one of those one of those saint people Francis was... was the patron saint of animals. Oh, um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I thought about that too. That like this woman was had no other connection to her or her family, or a and that in her in her mind. Uh, I could see Charlie and um, I, I don't know if I ever caught Antonio's mother's name uh, and Antonio's mother are like family mm-hmm. in a weird way. Yeah. Um, I don't think Charlie so much. I think he was keeping her from her parents and then mm-hmm. when dad died. She was like, maybe you can be a substitute. Mm, yeah, no, but I'm she, kill you instead it's I think there's a difference between Charlie and Antonio's mother because she tells Charlie from the very beginning, why would I kill you? You're my only friend. Right. But then yeah. that, which leads me back to my theory of her being, you know, lacking of empathy and being more of a sociopath because are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's yeah, this is not your only friend. Yeah, like. <laughs> he literally just yeah. killed your mom in front of you and he's your friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's And I the only the time movie... we see her have any emotion, she's she's deadpan the whole movie. The mm-hmm. only time she has any emotion is when she's left alone or yeah. somebody is about to leave. So when the girl tries to leave, like mm-hmm. she flips out. When her dad dies, she's upset finds Antonio's mother is gone, she screams bloody murder. Yeah. And then when yeah. the police show up at the very end, yeah, she's the right. thing she's saying is, and this is very different from what Antonio's mother said, which is, please don't hurt my baby. But what she says, what Fran says is, mm-hmm. please don't take my baby. So her, mm-hmm. to me, the only thing she cares about is not being mm-hmm. alone. And she'll do whatever it takes to not be alone. But I don't think it's any genuine feelings of love. Love or um, I think she knows how to mimic that and be to feel close to somebody so she's not alone. Mm-hmm. Like the way she caresses people, the way she caresses her father's body, the way she caresses Charlie's body. It's just to feel connected, to feel like you're not alone. But well, I don't think it's, it's, it's a, a genuine love if it's attachment and it's value right that's a good question i don't know that there that's is a really one good except question. for that those people doing it for her like they're not getting anything out of it i think that's the main distinction is the reciprocity well so can you love someone if they don't love you back yeah yeah I but mean, she maybe? it prevents them loving her back Right. She hobbles them, essentially. Oh, so, you, so you mean in this circumstance, not philosophically. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Like you I guys mean, would, said earlier, she's like that. holding them like these dolls. It may not be what other people, like that we, we can be, it's kind of like, uh, what's that quote about pornography? Uh, I, I don't, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Right. We may be able to look at this and go, okay, something's terribly wrong there. And if she, even if she believes that she loves these people, there is something inherently cruel and vile in this interaction that, that, that just doesn't seem humanly possible. Um, but she believes it, I think. But she do you think we're also giving her it. more, um, how do you say? I, do you think that if this character was a man, that we would 
have this debate? You know what I mean? Do you think that we would no, write them I, off I think as that, No, and I think that's why it's it's great and and valuable and yeah. fascinating that that this was the choice that it's Fran, not Frank. Yeah, I think also we do see it with all of the movies that came before this, like Psycho. Um, she's very similar to Norman Bates. I think. like very similar behaviors. Um, the the main difference being that her the deaths that she causes are less violent because they're they're slower. Like things to them first, so then when she kills them, they don't have to be necessarily violent deaths. Which does not make them better. I mean, I would argue. Also, I have to say that slow death is I worse. It's but... very interesting and very funny that the only time we hear her called Fran or Franny is from Charlie, and we have exclusively so far have only called her Fran or Franny. <laughs> well, it's almost the most anyone says her name. I think her name is spoken maybe a couple of other times in the entire movie. <laughs> Fran, 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 Fran. Sounds like that kid on the bus. <laughs> that part that part actually scared me when i was listening yeah. to him going franny franny fran 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 because like he's locked oh up and he's still he's still causing trouble like what you should shut up now <laughs> also i caught myself i caught myself when he was when he tries to escape right i thought about that and i was like motherfucker this has been what 15 years you had your eyes gouged out you have been devocalized. You've just been raped. And the second she fell asleep, you were like, I'm getting a- atrophied to hell because you've been chained up. You were like, I'm getting out of here. I caught myself going, go, little buddy, go. Oh, no, no, no. That's a murderer. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. No. yes. no, 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 no. Maybe don't cheer. Maybe don't cheer for that one. Oh, no. That's what <laughs> I like about this movie is that like you kind of, oh, it, it just messes with your sense of morality almost. Mm-hmm. It does. It, and I think that's, I mean, these are things that I know Mary Kay and I have been discussing for years. Like how, what, what is the moment where there's no turning back? Was there any point at which you could have intervened and she would not have become this? Which part of this experience made her this way? Or did any I of it make her totally, this way? I think totally, yeah. There's a point where you can't come back from it. Mm-hmm. But also I think, I mean... You, I do believe that you are born into sociopathy, and that doesn't necessarily make you amoral. I mean, best case scenario, when you're a sociopath, you become a surgeon or a CEO because you have some feelings off. Yeah, I'm going to go with surgeon more than CEO because I don't want my CEOs well, to be that. My point being, her mom was a surgeon. Like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And she very no. well could have been a surgeon, and that would have been a fine use of sociopathy. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of sociopaths fully functioning, like great jobs, great families, everyone's fine. It's right. not inherently and then that violent. That goes back to the whole thing. nature versus nurture argument. But what I think is so interesting here is that it's like a blend of the two, which I, I personally believe the way people turn out is a blend of the two and you see that because um the nurture with the mom surgeon and then seeing this uh, this man brutally butcher your mom but right before like as she was talking about in the first scene about saint francis 
she's touching on the the like barbed wire and she cuts herself and her mom goes oh look what you've done and right and you see Fran look at her bleeding finger and a second before the shot goes away you see her smile at it so you get oh I didn't notice that I only noticed it the third time I'm like obsessed with this movie I've been watching it like (laughs) here's the thing though I thought I thought that happened like that was a moment of her I mean not I think it's this movie is both made and undone by the um, loose ends it leaves unraveled, right? By yes. leaving all these questions open, we get yeah, to have this great same. conversation. But at the same time, by answering just a couple more of them, it it would have really clarified point of view <laughs> and like you know. So it, it's it they're 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 both perfectly fascinating and valid ways to make a movie. Just this is where we are. Um, so I read that as she's saying, I'm. I'm learned like I learned surgery as a child and later she says I was fascinated by what the inside of the body looked like I mean I don't know who didn't as a kid have a particularly like gross scab come up and then sit there staring at the wound like holy shit my insides oh yeah like Mm -hmm. right that's a normal little kid thing to do right am I is am I like outing myself here no I think you're right but I think in this in this movie, I think the way that the way it was stylized and it made such a point to show like this, mm. like kind of this kid, like with the sinister smile looking at her bleeding finger was oh, kind I, of. I don't disagree. Right. I just was saying that at the, the as I was watching it, like chronologically, the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, like this is a kid who's not grossed out by blood. Like she likes surgery. And then watching it through the second time. Yeah. Your thing. Your thing makes sense. <laughs> now that I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> So speaking of blood, um, I want to move to the style soon. But before we do that, I did mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. to talk a little bit about body horror, which is a term I learned mm-hmm. from you, Mary, because there is oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. much of it. But at the same time, what's so beautiful There's about so this little. film is that the violence is always implied. And so we never see the violence. We only see the yes. aftermath. I loved that. Here, can I say that, yeah, I liked that too because it was more effective for me. Yeah, it's more terrifying. The part that honestly was the scariest to me, first the baby, right, when she stole the baby. And the second part, because when she did that shit to Charlie, I was like, yeah, motherfucker, you shouldn't have been doing that shit and then this wouldn't (laughs) have happened to you. Yeah. Whatever happens to Charlie, I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, Charlie. I really don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know what you would have me do. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, giggles. Anyway, (laughs) that's right. So, but with the mom, she did nothing wrong. Yes. She helped Mm her Mm -hmm. get her baby stolen. And then the part that was scariest to me is when... She tried to scream, and it was a hiss because her vocal cords had been so. I read certified. One... I don't know. Surgeon. That was so the, the scariest shit. It was like horrifying. So the it, ah, there were a, it was. The <laughs> I didn't are, like it. I like paused it and got like something ones to read, Even if you totally disagree with them. Yeah, Mary Kay texts oh, no. me. She goes, "Yeah, that's going to haunt my dreams forever." Oh yeah, no, I so. The negative reviews are often 
really fascinating and kind of revealing, even if you disagree with them fundamentally, right? So I was reading negative reviews for this, and there actually weren't terribly many. Overall, it was well-received. I mean, look, it's, it's stunning. The cinematography is stunning. It's really solid, like, visual storytelling. Like, I never had any questions about what was happening. But one of the negative reviews <laughs> said that, um, you know, but kind of, didn't call it torture porn, but kind of got there and said that that shot was like something like, 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 so like absurdly sexual. And I was like a sexual fascination with the shot. And I was like, what? I think you just um, showed your whole ass, sir. Yeah, yes. what the you just fuck? showed your hand, sir. Ew, you what? nasty. Yeah, I was like nasty. Whoever wrote that, that. Is- or she? Okay, or she. So this whole movie, like to me, I wasn't frightening. But what you just told me, like I got like a sh- cold shiver down. That my spine. is fucking like, scary. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, this is like a this is like a respected reviewer that you know Ew. Rotten Tomatoes cared enough about. Oh my yeah, god, I, that's I, I, no, that's gonna haunt my fucking dreams tonight, Mary. Yeah, and, and like I said, I it was one of those moments where I thought I why the would person you was the person was. Well, the person was decrying the movie for this reason. You know, they felt like it was, uh, you know, they decrying themselves. Yeah, they felt like the movie was grotesque. And nobody else think grotesque. about that. Well, so the, the negative reviews all got close to acknowledging, but not most of them didn't verbalize well what, what I think we've all agreed on, which is that while the ambiguous nature of Franny's condition um, is a strength that is also a weakness. And depending on the person watching, it either works or it doesn't. And but you can think some, you can not like something and it still be good. Yes, and also what I you don't can like about reviewers. It's like your opinion doesn't make it good or bad. Oh, there was one reviewer who actually said point blank, like I'm telling you, don't watch this. It's the most upsetting. Like it's fucked. Don't watch it. It's good filmmaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's for beautiful. Sure. It's good. It you is. Just don't watch it. I'm just telling you, don't watch it. But it was great. The, the it was shot a that fantastic is, yeah, read. Most, <laughs> the the shot that is most memorable to me, outside of the one that was apparently over sexualized, which I don't understand how that happened. Um, two of them, uh, Charlie in the bathtub having his blindfold peeled away from his nasty ass motherfucking scabby yeah, face. Yeah, I had questions about that, but keep going. And um, the overhead shot where the woman who escapes Antonio's mother uh, just lays down in the road. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you just see her lie down in the road. That's some tough shit. Because look at that kid, man. Yeah. It's been at least five years. Yeah. Of her chained up in that fucking barn. Yep. That is... That and is she a, hears that truck coming and she lies down in that the road. That is a road. bad mother right there. That is a That is a... She's a bad bitch right there. Uh, mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. I if hope, you know I Antonio hope. was the only reason that she didn't try to choke on something or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just... It's such uh Like, there... There's, so there's no ethical way, right, to study what happens to a person when they are that isolated from human contact, right? When they only get a tiny bit of human contact a couple times a day. Right. Um, And there have been a few instances in which we've been able to see, we've 
children that have been horrible. Yeah, like horribly. actual feral children. Mm-hmm. That have been horribly. Not just like a regular child who is also a feral child because all children are feral children, but like actual mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. No, yeah, like, yeah, like children that have been um, horribly abused and neglected. Oh, yes, um, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's very few feral children. Right, there's like two. Because they I can't, know. they, yeah, right. they don't, they can't survive on their own very well. But um, children that have been like locked in attics and like left. Mm-hmm. I had one of those. My unit. I had a girl uh, at Presley who whose foster family locked her in the basement and gave her a bucket and would, uh, would if they thought she was being bad, which I don't know how she would do, locked in a basement, right. um, they would hit her feet with baseball bats until her toenails fell off. Oh. Wow. What the fuck, man? So when she ran away with a trucker at like yeah. 14, given blowjobs to get across the country. I mean, even blame her. Yeah, even CPS Shit. was like, look, look. <laughs> We get it, but that's a super unsafe behavior. Never do that again, please. Right. Um, yeah. Last I heard from her, she's doing really well. Um, Good. Last I heard from her, she was getting married. The dude had a kid, and she was really, she was terrified, but also really enjoying being a stepmom. So, um, I feel like stepmom so, is like a really sweet position to be in, honestly. Yeah. Well, she was. She was. Mom's out there listening to this. You have a big mm-hmm. job, and you also have a very small job. Be the kid's friend. End of list. <laughs> yeah, no, she was, uh, she was, she was doing well. I think she might have been pregnant at the time, too, like pretty early pregnant. So she was, she was doing well. So I hope well, she's I'm okay. I'm glad to hear that she's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. But you so, were saying it's hard to observe ethically. Yeah, you can't observe what happens to people. To people. Right. Yeah, and then what happens to adult humans. Mm-hmm. There's just no, 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 no. Right. You can't take a socialized human and do this to them. For the sake mm-hmm. of science, no, of course not. So, I it's so it's so hard for me to imagine what I what I from what I have read and what I do know about children who are put through this who have never been socialized. Mm-hmm. I just can't wrap my head around, especially because I am a very like auditory person. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine hallucinating like auditory not, hallucinations. I, I can't imagine losing my sight and my ability to vocalize at the same time. Yeah. But still being able to hear one review. And I totally agree with this said, you never see a movie where you think the Foley artist really needs an Oscar, but this is one. So Foley is the person who does like sound effects, mm-hmm. like ambient sound that's mm-hmm. not visible. Mm-hmm. So they're the person who's, like, using foil to make, like, you know, a a thunderstorm. Um, Which is a real thing, actually. Like, Mm -hmm. you wave it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Shakespeare invented it. Or Shakespeare stole it from Christopher Marlowe. And that's where the phrase stole my thunder came from. Oh. So. I'm sure that um, y'all probably knew that. But, but like, the stabbing noises when she kills Charlie. Yeah. Um, that moment when she sees in the kitchen right we see through that kitchen window over the sink that he's running Mm -hmm. and we don't see her we don't see her go to a drawer we don't see what she gets out we hear Mm -hmm. that shink of metal on metal and we know she's getting a knife yep there's a lot of little moments like that where the sound is so critical because we don't see this stuff and it gives that really vivid sensory experience that um combined with the black and white which is a little distancing for a modern Mm -hmm. audience is a really interesting and dissonant 
thing to do. Yeah, everything that they did with this movie, it's like um, most things that you learn, you learn by assumption or yeah you know what i mean and so yeah it's all inferred you don't yes. see hardly anything and i think that is so so fucking cool yeah and it, i think it makes hard. a bigger impact too it's hard to do it's really hard to do well because often yeah. by leaving something off screen you are leaving something out, out. right like yeah. the most interesting thing right shouldn't happen off screen or shouldn't happen off stage right this yeah kind of the, the rule of thumb so how is it not the most interesting thing? And it's not. The killing is not nearly as interesting as the bagging up organs and putting them in your fridge like right. leftover payway. Yep. And taking out their eyes and their vocal cords isn't nearly as interesting as the moment when the mom realizes she got her vocal mm-hmm. cords and her eyes taken out. So this movie does a good job with that in a way that others don't. This movie shows us the thing that we did not want to see. And it is fascinating anyway. I thought one of the things that was executed really well in that style, or I guess maybe not in that style, but in that method, is um, after the mom dies in the bathtub and um, Francisca cleans it up um, and then they they put Charlie somewhere, um, her dad goes and takes a bath. And as that was happening, I was like, fucking A. Like, yeah, and he was like crying and oof. Of course yeah. you were because you're trying to get clean, but you're in the crime scene while you're yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that showed like a really good difference between someone who is more normal, like the father versus Fran, who is yeah. going a completely different way yeah, like she not, has she has a completely different yeah. reaction to everything that's happening like when when the father came home to this terrible thing happening he says where is your mother and she says i couldn't, I couldn't leave, her. leave her she doesn't i just she doesn't answer him i just felt it was such a bizarre yeah. thing to say in that moment answer the question she's not alarmed she's not panicking she doesn't exactly him. whenever something she like really explain. terrible happens she doesn't have an you know, a more normal. I mean, I, I mean, what is she normal mutes out reaction? Yeah. But her reactions are surprising. Exactly, yeah. and then I think that was a really good moment to see that juxtaposition between, you know, her and other normal people. So you see the father having a very visceral and very like n- more normal reaction to what happened. Yeah. Well, while he she's, knocks the shit out of Charlie, while, right? You like, know. you see his face and it's fucked up. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. when when she's in there cleaning it up, it's like she's cleaning up, like, supper or something. She's just doing it. Like, no big right. deal. Even when she's sewing him up. So we talked about... Did you guys like the score of this movie? I did not like it. It felt very similar to Under the Skin, and it didn't fit the aesthetic to me. I, the sound, yes. The score, no. The country music was fine. That fit for me. Mm-hmm. Their stuff, not for me. Well, and that, that Portuguese song they're dancing to is, it's like about missing a loved one or losing a loved one. Oh, I loved the dance scenes. Like, even when yeah. by herself, there's a lot like, of in front of Oh, when she was dancing well, by herself, of... I forgot all about the how fucked up she there's was. A lot I was of like, echoing. damn, girl. Damn, yeah. girl. There was a lot of echoing. So there was them dancing together, then her dancing alone. There was him in the tub 
mourning his wife and then him in the tub dead as shit. Then there was them in in the bed together when she was little and he was looking at her trying to I read that as him wondering like what was going to become of her like how she would like what would mm-hmm. happen with this little girl now that she's been through this right and then them in the bed when he's dead as shit um so also how strong must this chick have fucking been holy hell dragging a six foot mm-hmm. corpse around her house all the damn time what the fuck it was like rose for emily vibes <laughs> Oh my god, like, Bernie. I get why they say it was set in the South, though, because it was very, like, Flannery O'Connor and then William Faulkner. Yeah, I That's read that it was very, Midwestern, yeah. but it makes more sense that it was in the South, because Charlie never had clothes. Yeah. He was in his underwear the whole time. True. And he was True. there for and years, so, exposure. so then he was definitely mm-hmm. there in the winter. I mean, maybe he had a blanket. There's a lot of stuff we also, don't see, but... I was gonna say a few reviewers pointed that out, like, how, "Oh wow, he stayed alive in his in a loincloth in a barn." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right, bitch." At no point could somebody have put a fucking blanket on his ass. Right. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, she takes care of him. She feeds him every day. We jumped like gonna twenty years in time. Like, we jumped like twenty years in time. Everyone, chill out. Yeah, you know? everyone, like, calm right. down. But oh, before we leave this moment, real quick, mm. because I meant to say it earlier, Mary Kay, when you brought up when she took off. The bandage. I had so many questions because she's basically a surgeon. She knows how to heal the body. It's been Mm -hmm. several years. Why is that gauze sticking to his face that way? Because she's not a surgeon. She was a five-year-old. Yeah, but she's (laughs) able to patch people up. So... Yeah, but that doesn't mean she's gotten all the follow-through. It's a more complicated process than that. But what I didn't understand is why, after all these years, is it still sticking to his face? Does she not change it? It didn't look like she changed it, or at least not very often. Because no. even, I like, the first time... if she had never changed it. The first yeah, time yeah. we see her feed him... This is really weird. Even the third time I watched this, I still couldn't pin it down. He has this... I don't know if you guys can see me, but if you... There's stuff all over his face. Yeah, but I didn't know if that was stuff on his face or if, if there was, like, something eating at his skin. I couldn't tell. Oh, I thought there was a combination of, of problems. Um, it looked very he, problematic, like... I thought that his nose had probably been broken because he was much... This is going to sound terrible, but he was literally noisier than, um, than Antonio's mom. Yeah, and so which I thought, I thought was so great. Been, like his breathing. Because his breathing we was see very the loud cattle, and... like the cows in the beginning. And then with that moment with Charlie, he's literally snorting like a pig, like, <laughs> as he's eating. Well, I, th- I thought that was because his nose had been broken. So I know, but it's so beautiful. I thought, that, I thought that was um, so well done. Yeah, so I, I thought like, oh, well, he's his nose had been broken. So some of that might be like blood or or other viscera yeah, from you his hear nose him being broken a lot from then from his eyes and then any of his own spit or blood from his mouth would be on his face like i wasn't i wasn't disbelieving that that much crust would be a thing yeah um without necessarily Mm-mm. him being infected but uh, yeah it didn't shock me that she would have kind of let him get crusty because again the last surgery lesson she had she was five years old I just I don't like think the first she's getting she like refresher learned. courses on best practices. I feel like she would have learned before 
the sectioning of bodies would be infections and how to properly yeah, but she wasn't care learning. for a cut. She wasn't, she wasn't learning how to heal anything. She was learning about bodies. That's a good point. She was like learning anatomy. That's a good point. Right. Also, and real quick, you mentioned the cows. Can I just... You mentioned it the what? killed the cows. It killed my shit. The second time I watched, I noticed. So the first scene, like in the opening scenes, right? She and her mom are like chilling with cows. Everything is fine. Then as an adult, she goes back out in the cow pasture and she's like, come here, Bessie. And they're all and like, they're fuck like, no. fuck you. <laughs> even in the they're even like running away from like Kill her ass, bitch. Like Get away from like, me. I don't know about you, dude. You seem, I don't know. Something seems off. No, that's why I'm scared of later, cows. Because like, they yeah, fucking bitch, know. We don't fuck with you. We do not fuck with you. That's why, that's why I'm scared of cows because they fucking know and they can accidentally kill me. They just like know all my secrets. Look at their eyes. Their eyes are so big. They can just like suck up my secrets in them. And even though my secrets are not murder, that animal can accidentally kill me. Yeah. So I just. So before we move on, I feel like this is because we were talking about Charlie in this moment. Should we? Can we now address? Because this was the scene when it the was a turning scene? point. in the. Because I'm watching mm-hmm. this movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This movie's good, you know. But the turning point, the catalyst of this movie for me mm-hmm. was when she decided to bring him inside and fuck yep, him. Yep, no coming back from that. And can't I back. can't stop. I feel like I feel like a pervert because I can't stop thinking about it. This man that brutally murdered her mother in front of her and she Mm. keeps him mutilated locked up in her barn and then when she's lost everybody else because she feels like that is her real friend she brings him inside and has sex with him that is not having sex with him well that is she rapes him right yeah very much raping and yeah i just i was just so fascinated i've never seen in any film something that it's like a re- fucked up. Is there an inverse of Stockholm syndrome, like, like developing as a, a reliance or fascination on someone you're keeping captive? Like misery. I think we're just calling calling it miserying. Well, miserying in misery, she was already obsessed. She was already obsessed. She just stumbled upon him, but in this circumstance, it's like she develops. Well, this. in the very beginning, from the very start. Like, as soon as he murdered her mom and he comes, like, awake and she's patching him up, she tells him, from the very beginning, you're my only friend. When she took her bra off, I was like, first of all, finally somebody who takes it off the regular way. Number two, are you fucking kidding me? And then it cut to the next scene with her asleep. And I was like, oh, thank God. We don't have to watch it. Because she always feels like she has to be close with somebody. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how she is close to them. If it's her mom, if it's her dad, if it's a random girl from a bar, if it's I had some real real questions about why they all sleep in the same fucking bed. Well, she does that with literally everyone, you know. I know. Because first we see it with the dad, and then we see it with Charlie, and then we see it with the child, Antonio. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, like, her place where it's, like, her, like, her little nest, her little, this is my moment of being intimate with somebody, not 
always but she sexually. sleeps with her dad when she was an adult too that's the weird part when she was a kid your mom just died i get it sleep in the same bed with your dad yeah, yeah and that's exactly how it started from the very beginning because he but it doesn't stay that way i mean granted we didn't oh. granted that we didn't see the years in between i i don't know that mm, she always that's did true. okay okay I just she, feel like I mean, she, she had this. I don't think it's unlikely, granted, what we've seen. I feel like with it. everything that we've seen in this movie, she is not somebody who wants to spend any time alone. So That's she, true. even as an adult, is like, I'm sleeping in the same bed with my dad because I can't handle being alone. I renamed this movie twice while I was watching it. Oh my God, tell me. The first one is hashtag codependent. Mm-hmm. And the second one is. The epitome of you got the wrong one. Adrian kills her mom. It's like, mm-mm-mm. you got the wrong one. Shouldn't have did that here. Should have went down to the next. Isn't that like the most beautiful part is that he comes and he does this murder. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh. Oh, Shouldn't you don't that. you don't know what. Shouldn't you, have did that. You don't know what yep. you just did. You don't know what's in Let store the games for you. begin. Let the games <laughs> begin. Here's my question, though. Does she think that she, does she, how much does she actually believe or understand that she's causing him to suffer? Like, does she, I if think she, she means has it, zero self awareness, I think she has, I think she, she means knows. it when she, I think oh she God. knows. I my, think she knows. No, my therapist told me today that like all my problem relationships have in common that the other person is unwilling or incapable of having self awareness. So, I guess I can't hang out with Fran. Yeah, that's probably a good No, move. I think I Fran's on a completely different planet. I don't think she is fully aware of Another what planet. she's doing. Ugh. Yeah, I don't want her here. Mm-hmm. And that's the sc- but, but that's the scary thing, is that you don't want to be around somebody who doesn't have the full capabilities of understanding like their actions. That's what's frightening about being Here's around people the who... Thing. Or a she's like Lenny. <laughs> she doesn't no, know that she's she's rough. not. No, she's not. No, she's not. Because why else would she scream when his mom goes missing? Because she's gone. She doesn't want. No, she. Why do you think she she freaks out when the cops come? She yeah. knows. She knows. Yeah, she, knows. she knows. But I I don't she think knows she has that the what she's doing in terms wrong. of morality. You ever like broken a law? But, like, you know technically it's against the law, but you know it's a bullshit law. You're like, like smoking Girl, weed. I peed You're in like, every yeah, single park keep... in New York City. It's fine. Yes. You know what but I mean? I think that, like, she has... I don't think she thinks they're bullshit laws. Not bullshit She didn't want laws, her mother to die. She watched someone murder her mother, was like, this is bad. And then she was like, well, I will murder people. Also, bad. Hmm. She, I think she knows. She just... She knows, but... I think that's the name of the episode. Also bad. <laughs> also bad. Like, like I, I didn't like it when someone did that to me, so I better make sure that when I do it, no one finds out. But I'm going to do it because my only friend told me it feels amazing. But I don't yeah. think she was doing it because he told her it was amazing. She agrees with him, and... It's she can't help it. Like, well, not that she can't help it, but that's what I'm saying, though. If she I don't think those feelings or urges existed before she met him. I think they did. But I think they did. I think 
I think there's a difference between like having the the emotional detachment to do it and the urge to do it. Right. And I think, again, this goes back to the nature versus nurture. And I think it's all a blend of both that mm-hmm. she had that cut and she was like, I am very interested in this cut, which like is, is normal. But to, to show it like so specifically on a film, I think that was a tell. For oh, us. yeah. 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 And you, then, you always have to be mindful of right. and what you're sharing. And then we have the detail of the mom with the sur- teaching her surgery, teaching her to look at the inside of the body. She has a fascination. And then she meets this guy who brutally murders her mother and she has a connection with him. I think it's, I think it's, it, it's all together. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think, I think that's where the nurture comes in. I think had she gone on to have a, you know, contented life with her parents, she would have become a surgeon. Charlie enters the picture, murders her mom. She develops her bizarre attachment with Charlie yeah, so it goes a, down a totally yes. different road. Okay, and, I agree with you. Um, yeah. And she, she like, there are all those echoes. Like, there were a lot of visual choices that made me think, like, okay, that's that's kind of the point we're getting at here is that, like, you know, it's all very Sondheim. Careful to things you say, children will listen. Like, we, we learn from the people in our lives. And if the only people in our lives are murderers and sadists that's what we learn to do that's how we learn to interact with people and that's all she grows up with from such a young age all she, she had a very clinical mindset for the first five years and then for the rest of her life it was her dad who locked a dude in the garage and the dude locked in the garage who murdered her mom and so... i was always so curious but so like about the, that. like even just the moment with, with dancing with her dad when she was dancing with her dad she had her feet on his feet like little stuff like that that was like okay and all and then again doing all those callbacks and in like those those parallel images from when she was little to when she was mm-hmm. an adult i was like okay like this is telling us that she learned how to be this way she was shaped she was made by this event at this point that was what i got so you know tell us if we're wrong also i know I that hope- it seems like the consensus from what I'm hearing is like the most fucked up part or like the most concerning part was when um, she takes the child. But I felt, I don't want to say I felt connected to her, but I felt. (laughs) Yes, you do want to say it. Yes, you do. (laughs) That I. I've been wanting to steal some babies, (laughs) y'all. I'm not going to lie. Do you remember Brandon back in college? He used to call me Baby Snatcher. I'm not going to go into why. mm, Anytime I see a little multi-ethnic baby, I'm like, come here. I have a breadcrumb trail into my gingerbread house. But when she found that baby, I was never concerned because I knew that she was somebody who was obsessed with not being alone. And I knew that she was wanting to take this child the way that she took charlie on in the way of being like i weren't you worried about the mom yeah but look at the way she took charlie on i know but what i'm saying is that well charlie is a full grown man who's gonna try and get away but this is a baby baby that she can be like i'm gonna train him like my cat you know what i mean and so i was not concerned about the child i was like oh she's gonna like make this her baby like she's gonna take care of this baby 
it was yeah but look at even that freaked me out a little bit like because look at what her father put her through Mm -hmm. he was like hey um can you please go perform a mutilating surgery or two on the dude I chained up in the barn after he bled your mother dry in a bathtub? The best part is that like, he didn't even ask her to do it. He said, this no, is something you're going to have to take care of. But and she, that's what she decided. That's how she that's chose to handle that's what she it. decided she was going to do. That's what made sense to her. And she goes to him. She goes, you don't have I to worry it. about hearing from him again. I love you, Daddy. Love you, Daddy. <laughs> but there was, uh, oh, that, that space between them on the couch was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, I, I grew up with a dad who is. Whenever I see a girl who is obviously very, very close to her father, I'm already uncomfortable. I'm so You mean on screen or in person? Especially in person. If I see a child that is female who is very close with their dad, I am very uncomfortable. Why? I don't know. Maybe yeah. because mine was a Marine. And the, the, the thought of having... Like, I'm, I love my dad. We're somewhat kind of close on a very black and white scale. That the thought of me being like telling my dad even a fraction of the things I tell my mom is, like, my worst nightmare. Like, oh I remember God. the last, the very last time as a small child. Because, you know, when you're a little kid and you're crossing a parking lot to get to the grocery store and you hold your mm-hmm. parent's hand? I remember the very last time. No, I was on a leash. I'm oh, you were kidding. on a fucking leash. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm just I remember just the very last time that I held my father's hand as a small child walking into the food lion in Virginia. Ah, food lion. Um, I was going to say, you were saying that uh, dads and daughters being close makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And so me and Mary Kay had this whole like debate where she's watching it and she's like, this seems a little incestuous. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I think it's supposed to make us feel like it could be, but it's not. I didn't get I didn't get the vibe that she was like fucking her dad or fucking her dad's corpse, just that she was so happy to finally touch him. Yes, because I felt like when she was touching on him when he was dead was the first time she was able to yes, do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I d I didn't I didn't read it as incestuous. I just felt like she uh But I think that the style of this movie does lead you to still have that question in your mind. Like a father's sharing a bed with his daughter. Like, there, there's going to be that um kind of feeling. And I think that this movie is playing on that. That it knows it's doing that to you. Yeah. It appears to be the only bed in the house. That is also true. But at the same time, with this whole movie is that we only see what they want you to see. It doesn't right. show you what their life was like and we before stay, yeah. Charlie. And we it stay really locked. A lot we of stay really locked on information. Franny. We're seeing the world very much through Franny's. Again, lens. I love that we're calling her Franny, which the only person you called her that was Charlie. You know, it's it's kind of nice. Also, just a weird, like, dorky note, but the Portuguese-speaking actors all have different accents. 
Really? I can't remember who's who now, but one of them is from Brazil, one of them is from Portugal, and one of them has an Azores accent, which is like, what the fuck? A what accent? The Azores is these, these little islands off the coast oh, of Portugal. I didn't know that. They speak Portuguese, but they have a distinct accent because they're, you know, isolated. So they they're all speaking Portuguese, but they're not they don't sound actually the same. Okay. So It's fascinating. Do we want to, to talk about the structure of this movie, like with the three acts? I don't know. I felt like the three acts themselves are pretty, I don't want to say ham-fisted, that sounds wrong, but like very direct, like mother, father, family. I get what is happening there. I see what you have done. It didn't, it, it felt pretty clean to me. I didn't know what else to say about it. Would you feel like it would have lost anything if they didn't have that, that placard to say, oh, this is a new I, chapter? I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot they were happening. Okay. Like when I watched it again, I was like, oh yeah, they did that. And it was the kind of thing that if you looked away for a second, you could miss it. So it didn't, it didn't do much for me. I thought it was nice to have like these markers in kind of her development. The one that I really liked the most was at the end was with the family. Um, when she meets Antonia's mother, because we recently did that episode on Creep. And I couldn't stop thinking about the movie Creep because we talked about how passive of a character Aaron was in the way that there's all these red flags and yet he still allowed himself to participate in this situation. And there's a random woman you picked up from the woods and she's like begging you to hold your baby and... She keeps trying to tell her no and she and Fran keeps fighting it. Oh, I just want like, please. And then she lets her like your most precious thing in your whole world. And I thought that was so interesting the way that like similarly in Creep, the way that your need to connect socially or your need to not step on toes will override your most glaring of warning signs that are going off in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had the thought at that moment that I was like, "What? why are you letting this total stranger hold your baby? And I know like the so, people who are to be fair, like in a car can't... seems... Go ahead. Being in a car seems like the safest way to go. Like, where would she go? Oh, wait, out of the car. Okay. Right. And I know that, like, our, like, listeners can't see our faces, but do you remember the face that she makes when she finally says, okay, you can hold it? She goes, like, mm, like, she scrunches mm, up and, like. It's the, it's that, 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 that thing that's the, the Daenerys meme. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The, mm, I really don't want to do this and I'm really making it obvious to you I don't want to do this so I'm hoping at the last second you'll let me out but of course she doesn't instead she says in a foreign language to her oh this is like a blessing you've given me and then she immediately is like what what are you saying what are you doing what are you doing that was a really good lead-in for that moment I thought where she says Thanks for this gift in another language. And the woman doesn't understand what she's saying. But even if she understood the words, she would be like, what? She understood. She understood the the gravity of the words. If, even if she doesn't understand what exactly they mean. 
Like she understands like, oh, something is happening. So I have another question about this movie. And this is a something I've been thinking about for several, several days. And that's who do you think is scarier? Charlie or Fran? Not in the beginning. I don't think Fran is scary in the beginning. No, no. She takes the baby. I think the the pro... I can kind of identify with all of that because um, that's why we don't have one night stands, ladies, is because they can murder you at any time. You need character references. You need to notify everyone of where you are. No, it's the prolonged torturing that gets me. That I just can't... And that's where I, I think definitely like, okay, could prolong torture someone who now. killed like, my mom with, she... a, with the pistol whipping her. I could definitely yeah. prolongly torture someone for that. Well, here's the thing, though, and that's where I thought, okay, like something is now like forever and fundamentally wrong in the way she interacts with people, because if you spend ten or twenty years hand feeding someone you've deprived of all capability to interact with you like a human being. He's a pet now. In her mind, he is a pet. He is something controllable and subhuman and he still is a connection. Subhuman. He's a piece of shit. Like He is. But I'm saying that that, that is now... What's the problem? Now, <laughs> I don't understand. It's not a problem for Charlie. It's a problem for Franny. I don't... That well, that is the only so. non-familial relationship she has is with a human that's a pet. And so then going forward, when she can't, like, control, train, like, you know, I was joking about my boyfriends earlier, like, when she can't make it go, they either have to die or be subjugated to the point that she can. Like, I think that's where I think that, like, she's, like, something has gone way off kilter and she's, she spent, you know, she spent two decades getting to this point of, Relating to people this way. Um, so, little Franny, no problems there. I mean, it's a little little concerning how chill she is with, like, stitching up her mama's murderer. But it's the fact that at no point in all of those decades was she like, wait, why didn't we just kill him? I understand how this makes me look, but... <laughs> That is a great way to start a sentence. That's much better than no offense. I thought Charlie was much more terrifying only because... I did too. Only because we get all of this... He has no reason. He has no reason. Here's the thing, though. If this movie is telling us that Charlie is Franny's reason, then what was Charlie's reason, right? Then it stands... It's by the logic of the movie itself, Charlie had a reason too. Because Franny had a reason. At the same time, we see how much that I don't believe, I personally don't believe it's love, but we see how much that she thinks that she loves some of these victims. We see how much, like, if I, she has caressed Charlie's body more than any other person's body in this whole fucking film and i can i can understand having some kind of weird fucked up feelings for this person but the thing that charlie had is that he came he didn't know who these people were he didn't fucking care he was just gonna do it 
I'm just going to do she it. She even asks him, sorry, she even asks him. Why? why uh, and he says, you let me in. You let me in. Yeah. But when he came up to her, he was like charming her and being like trying to get to know her. So she already had these like kind of feelings of, you know, familial, like some kind of uh, connection. And so she hung to that with every last breath is that I don't want to be alone. Anybody who gives me any kind of attention, you're my friend. But with him, it's like literally you could be anybody and I would like to see how your insides look. So I feel like he was a little bit more terrifying because I didn't get the same kind of background information that we got on Fran. That And like I said, that to me, it was the logic of the movie itself, right? All of that echoing, those mirrored images, the fact that in the in the opening act we saw all these these setups for what Franny's status quo was now going to be and then we saw how that all panned out 20 years later i really felt like okay well if the message is violence begets right like like a perpetrator begets a perpetrator then that means charlie had a perpetrator and i'm not saying that that's actually necessarily true and certainly charlie could just be a one-off monster i'm just saying that that's the the story I got from the movie. And if the story I got from the movie is she came from somewhere, then so did he. And I'm not excusing anyone's behavior on any level. All of it is the most fucking upsetting shit I've ever fucking seen. Also, can because we talk I'm never about... going to watch The Human Centipede, so I'm just stopping here. Can we talk about how the only time Charlie seemed nervous was the moment when she said, you're my only friend. And he like started looking around. He was like, "That's shock. Yeah. Well, I wonder if Charlie's ever had a friend too. Like, I wonder if that's like an upsetting idea for him. If Well, I mean, this is not an uncommon thing, right? That like serial killers like avoid having friends. I mean, they have friends, like the, but they're not like genuine. They, everything like, is, well, everything is very superficial, right? Exactly. Like they keep up appearances of having friends. Yeah, so I was like, oh man, I wonder if this is like double fucked because not only is it a horrible, horrible, horrible situation under any circumstances, but also like a friend is the thing that he has wanted the least for the last 20 years of his own life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't man. think that that's true Should about serial killers. Um, they, they do want friends. They're just not very good at being friends. The only thing left that I did kind of want to touch on And we talked about this a little bit before, which was like the difference between the male and the female in this. And I feel like it would have been different if this was told through the eyes of a man versus Franz. But then like every time a man was presented from the guy who showed up in the truck, we see them from the the back end or we see them from a way that we can't see them you know like so either they're from like the back like from the back of their body or then even when she went to that bar and there was a man outside because he was but because he was so far ahead you couldn't you couldn't see him yeah I don't know I don't know I don't feel like that was that consistent because I saw that note as I was reading I was watching excuse me the second time and I was really struck by how much of the father's face we see. We do see his face a lot. But the first time we see any character, you don't see their face. 
for a, a man. We only see them from the back. The first time we see the father is from his back of his head. Charlie, it was the back of the head. The truck driver that finds the girl from the back. And then the only other male that we see, well, I mean, I guess the kid. But I did see, I did see, a, a, what I'm trying to say is that I did see a difference between the presentation of men versus women. I was trying to watch for it, but I, I got really stuck on how much of the father's face we see and how frequently. So I was like, no, I don't see this. I didn't realize you were talking about the initial reveal. That's very different. Yeah. I guess I really only noticed it because I feel like, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by Charlie. I, I can't stop obsessing over the whole part of Charlie in this. But the first time we see him, we see him literally from the back and he starts of course he starts giggling right away but the second time and the third time I watched it I realized every time the father like the first times we see the father is the same way was from the very back of him the men just aren't centered which is not something we're used to seeing and something I appreciate I'm so bored of seeing things through men's eyeballs. Oh, yeah. I'm like super never going to watch it again, but I'm glad I saw it. I was like talking to this guy on Hinge and I'm like, yeah, we're going to record this episode on this. So we need to go and watch it together like now. And that'll be my fourth time because I need to watch it again. And speaking of movies that we need to watch over and over, um, up next is how I feel about uh, our next selection um, Wind River, written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. Um, you can watch it on Amazon. You will have to pay $4 to watch it, but it is definitely worth the $4 for 20, for 48 hours because you'll want to watch it multiple times like I did. I am sure of it. It is a little off the beaten path of straight up horror, but it's definitely thriller. It's definitely murder mystery. And it's definitely important, especially at this time of year when we celebrate Thanksgiving, um, which is a holiday that we were largely mistaught about in school. So um, the pick that I made, Wind River, it takes place on a Native American Indian reservation, and it involves uh, some of the problems that our government is ignoring. So come on back then. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe our podcast. It helps other people find us and, uh, tell two friends and we'll talk to you next time.